Hello there. What's good, y'all? You are now tuning into the Jungle Rose Podcast with the dynamic aunt and niece duo, Jay Simone and Marley. What is Jungle Rose? Jungle Rose is a therapeutic lifestyle podcast created to assist Black women navigate, survive, and thrive through their everyday jungle. A jungle can be any hardship, difficult situation, setback, shit. It's anything or anyone that tries to hold you back. Exactly. Here we will use this platform to discuss the failures, the successes, and every damn thing in between. Ready, Jay? Let's go. you were going to have on your red lips. We're like stalking your, your social media. <laughs> I'm changing up my look with every opportunity. <laughs> That's nice. We would love to do so. <laughs> we're like, listen, she's rocking the red lips. You know how we love rock red lips. Let's go ahead for it. <laughs> Darn it. I missed my opportunity to match. Not at all. I think we were ahead of the game. <laughs> How well, are you? Red. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. This, this is Jamie's signature. So love it. Any chance I get. <laughs> you know what? You pop on red lips and sunglasses. You're good to go. That's <laughs> all you need. That's all you need. So welcome. welcome. We're good. Welcome. This is the ladies of Jungle Rose. I am Jay Simone, the aunt of the show. I know I look very young now. I'm the aunt of the show, and this is my niece, Dr. Marley. Yes. Hi, Dr. Viviana. I'm Dr. Marley. Hi, Dr. Marley. (laughs) I am the niece of the show. Um, Yes, and we're so excited to have you. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Let's Yes, we're so excited for the girl talk. Yeah. We're all about woman empowerment, but I just want to say that we are so grateful uh, for you too, because you're super famous to us, right? We stalk your fashion page. We do all of that. We watch you. We're so happy you like Zara a little bit. We see what you're wearing. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. I'm having so much fun with the fashion stuff. I mean, if you're going to be on TV all the time, why not? You know, and it doesn't have to cost a lot. You know, this is from the Gap. I just bought it off the sale rack. Okay, that's my style right there. And something you know how to do is put the right earrings on. You know how to accessorize, honey. You have I'm that down pat. Yeah, between changing up the lips, maybe just clipping the hair a little, and you know, it's just, it just doesn't take much, but it feels good. Yes, and that's what it's all about: wearing it well, feeling confident when which in what you wear, and just being you. Being you. That's what we stand for. Woman empowerment. That's right. But we're blessed. We are so blessed to have you up here. I know it probably seems, I know you've been taping with a lot of people, but for us, this means so much. This is our second season and stepping outside of our careers. I've been in education for two decades. She's been uh, in the medical field for a little less time, but she's been in a medical field for about at least 10 years, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so this is something new for us. And this feels it's so definitely much brave. It's brave <laughs> to kind of step out and do something that you're passionate about. Um, that's exciting. 
It is. And that brings me to my first question. I'm just going to jump in because we're talking about bravery. And I read somewhere that you actually reached out to the MAF team um, and sought out the position that you have now. And I think that takes a lot of courage um, and a lot of confidence because oftentimes um, I know when I'm networking, I kind of shy away and get the information, but don't always pursue it. Um, feeling as if maybe that's not the position for me, but you you went with intention and sought out a job. Is that correct? That's what I read. Yeah, yeah. Read. it could be wrong. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, I, it, it actually is true. Um, you know, but my journey to being on Married at First Sight uh, started back like in 2015 when it took about two years of working with other production companies that would reach out to me about other shows that weren't yet happening. They were in the works, but nothing ever came of those. And they found me because I was doing a lot of live local things from Houston, where I'm from and where I live. And they found me online. They, you know, I, every time that I did something online, I would, or on TV, I would post it online and have it kind of become what people found when they Googled me, you know, Mm. it's, it was super easy. And of course, TV shows love for you to promote them. So for me, it was just like a dream come true to be able to have these opportunities with our amazing local stations. And they ended up, um, nothing ended up, ended up coming up with those production companies. Mm -hmm. And so after about two years of kind of the, is something going to happen? No, is something going to happen? No. I finally said, you know what? I never thought I would be on TV and I never thought I would even want to be on TV on a show, but let me see, maybe they see something in me. Maybe this is something, a different way to use my, my license to use my expertise And so I reached out, I started Googling to see what shows were already out there that were like quality programming um, that weren't fake or, you know, even seemed scripted or anything like that. And kinetic content popped up. um, And sure enough, I did my research, did a little sleuthing online, found out how to get a hold of their casting department. And I sent kind of like this little montage of all of my appearances and my curriculum vitae with all of my information about my education and everything and uh they contacted me the next day and said hey you are somebody we want to meet and within a, a week i was doing skype interviews um and then it took another two years before um you know they let the um th- there was a spot that came available and with the last expert um and so once she was gone, they they knew that they had somebody right there ready to go that they'd already, you know, I kind of forced myself onto them a bit, not a, not even having anything to do with Married at First Sight, but any time that I was able to meet with them, I wanted to get face-to-face time for two reasons. One is it would make me stand out amongst the, the possible applicants because there there's so many people in the wings waiting for these positions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also because every time I got a chance to meet with them, I could get my questions answered so that I could really feel like, is this what I think it is? Or is, you know, is this kind of shady? And sure enough, every time I met with them, it just felt like, wow, this team really cares. They want love. And, 
you know, I felt like I was in really good hands. So anything that I was going to be able to do with them, I felt good about. But then when it was married at first sight, the hit show, I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. The universe was on your side. Honey. That's right. <laughs> and it's so wild. No, the universe was just on your side. It was just your time, but your boldness and your, your relentlessness help with that and that's what we try to encourage amongst other women like you have to be bold and you have to put yourself out there can you formally introduce yourself to our (laughs) listeners because we will just start talking you to death do you understand that i'm like oh yeah you don't need to know my name but no Um, i'm dr viviana coles i'm a relationship and sex therapist i have a private practice in houston but more than anything i am now the expert on married at first sight and a spinoff show starting april 21st on lifetime called married at first sight unmatchables yes and we can't wait to see unmatchables i saw the clip or the trailer for it and was there a flashlight involved yeah, in we that scene? Yeah, a flashlight in your hand. He's dropped the tea. If, you know if, if that That's was the times, okay? We have to, this was time to teach a lesson and it's going to happen. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. It's going to be hot if, if that's exactly what it was. I said, oh, wow. This show has everything. Everything. I, I love maths. I love maths. Mm-hmm. But hashtag this ain't maths. It's this not. Is, this ain't math. This is like <laughs> your makeover show on steroids. And oh it's my. a lot yeah. about emotional and physical makeovers. Okay. And the things that they're letting us do and the ideas that they're allowing us to create and then they're letting us, you know, actually do with these participants. It is like it's such a dream for me because I love wow. these home renovation shows. I love makeover shows. So I'm getting to do all this amazing stuff. I mean, I, I can tell you, I was on top of a car with a sledgehammer. Like it was just so fun. I cannot wait for y'all to see it. So the light, the flashlight is nothing. That's, that's a small piece of it. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's, it's a drop in the bucket, but that's, that's a good one too. <laughs> Now, you said there is a difference, and I know this, um, but give us a little bit more into the difference. So why did you guys uh, decide to call it Married at First Sight Unmatchables? Were these people who um, attempted to be on Married at First Sight? or So these were all people who applied and wished that they could be on Married at First Sight. They're ready for marriage, according to them. Okay. And... Um, through our process of, you know, trying to figure out who's matchable, um, they just didn't make the cut, not because they're bad people, but because they have some things that need to be tweaked in order to get them to a place where maybe they can prepare to find love. Um, They're all super brave, super accomplished. Um, I think they're super cute. But when it comes to dating, their their confidence isn't up because it hasn't been working out for them. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we put them over the course of a week through some physical and emotional makeovers, but both Pastor Calvin Roberson and I. And then at the end of the week, we set them up on a blind date to see if they as individuals have learned anything from us. And it's kind of like a test to see if they will implement any of the issues that we worked on with them or if they'll just throw it out the window. And will you let our uh, listeners know when that's coming? 
Yeah, so it's on April 21st. It airs right after regular Married at First Sight. So we've got three hours of uh, three and a half because then we've got unfiltered before. Okay. So you got to settle in, hydrate, <laughs> get your snacks, get your popcorn, put your feet up because you do not want to miss it. This is going, This there's never been anything like this on TV. Wow. I love the way that we're able to teach lessons about dating and love and relationships in a way that I think everyone who watches is going to get something out of it. Even if it's just a really good laugh. Oh, good. Good. And everybody needs that after a long day at work. I can't wait for tonight. So I love you, ladies, but I have to get off so I can go watch the episode tonight. It's the one month anniversary. I know. And I really think these could be some of the best one month anniversary celebrations we've ever had. Really? Really? I can't wait to see because I know like many others, I have been uh, really upset with Chris and um, the way that uh, the situation with him and Paige are going. So I know it's they're moving along. So I can't wait to the final episode to see what's going to happen. I would like some insight. I did not think it could get any worse than Matt, which was on your first season and we had Matt and I didn't think it could get any worse than that. But I think Chris has taken the cake for sure. Well, There's definitely so much more to see, you know, reunion day, all of it. There's just a lot that can happen. And, you know, as a therapist, I truly believe that people can change and learn and grow and seeing it as this is the halfway point of the documented portion of these marriages there's still so much that can happen and that will happen. I think so. And I think we uh, saw that a little bit with last season too. Um, with Miles and couples. yeah, with Miles and Karen, um, I didn't know where they were going to end up. Um, but like you said, I think with guidance, expert guidance, and then with um, the cameras gone and everything, things can start to shift. And that's what we want to see, you know. Yeah, every every match has is going to have their challenges, whether we think that it was like a slam dunk match or not. Uh, There's just nothing that can truly prepare you for marriage. But on top of that, there's really nothing that can prepare somebody for for some someone for this unique experience. Right. I mean, they're really under the microscope and sometimes the pressure is quite a bit. And but fortunately, they do have a a good support system in the three of us, of course. But then and also, you know, their new spouse and, and everybody's kind of going through something similar. And some people do really well with it and others not so much. So thinking of the seasons, and I know you started on season nine, am I correct? I think yes. I can remember that pink dress. Of course, you can tell oh. it's a fashion. <laughs> it's similar, you know, colors. <laughs> so how has your personal technique shifted? Uh, do you have the wherewithal to change your technique and your approach based upon your experiences as you become more comfortable in your space? Yeah, Um I will say I kind of felt uh, that I came in guns blazing and I think the other experts feel the same way Mm -hmm. because I've been working with couples since 2003. There's a whole lot of information that I have going on in here Mm -hmm. Uh, and that, you know, I was ready to share with somebody outside of just the therapy room. Mm -hmm. And um, 
So when I got the opportunity to do this, it was like, I just was ready to throw everything at these couples and, and to do it, you know, you kind of forget once you're filming, you kind of forget that the cameras are there. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially because they're so like hands off. So they're just like, okay, you just come in and do what you do. I mean, um, so I was really against boys. I really enjoy just sharing all of that with them over time. I think, I, the, I would I would probably say to be fair to myself that the really the only thing that's changed with my approach is that I, I I've gotten worse with my poker face because I'm feeling more comfortable with sharing what I'm thinking with with them, especially mm-hmm. because I have very few precious times to to go in and like see them in person meaning you know i'm not there every week we we take turns we're a team Mm -hmm. so we're there five out of the eight weeks that they're married um but that doesn't mean that i will get a chance at all of them all those five times so i really try to jump in and now i'm more comfortable with kind of saying what i'm thinking um but i'm never going to be disrespectful that's not my style as a therapist mm-hmm. i'm i'm never going to be the person to yell at someone um, I may have just lied because if you watch later on, you'll see. Um, I was going to say, you called Haley out on her, her Listen, <laughs> she tried to come for you and you had to let her know. <laughs> well, you know, like, yeah, but I won't yell at them. You know, like, Correct. this isn't, that's not what this is about. I really right. want to always no. be like, right. they have somebody on their side. And on top of that, you know, what they're doing is so brave. It's, it's super <laughs> brave so brave and they're so open and vulnerable and even the people who struggle with that i still commend them because mm-hmm. people do come for you quite a bit and yeah. you know I, I just i so in other words i don't think that my style has changed that much um i do think i'm getting more comfortable with mm-hmm. the cameras and gonna be more comfortable with just the overall process and settling into my spot uh on this panel mm-hmm. but other than that i feel like I think I get to things a little quicker on TV now, you know, before it would maybe take me 45 minutes and now I can get there in like 15, but you know, uh, nothing else has really changed. And I think, go ahead. ahead. No, I was was just going to spin off about the process and how things have, how you filter the candidates. Has that shifted as well? Uh, Especially after this season, do we need a lie detector test? No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think for sure that that has definitely changed over seasons um, from nine to now, you know, filming 13. Um, and then, of course, they've had their process. Pastor Cal's been on since season four. And of course, Dr. Pepper has been on since season one. And we learn something new every single time we go through this. And we get what we hope we fine tune our radar every single time all the while knowing that there are going to be things that we just can't know. Right. And, and some of the things we know we can't know because the participants don't even know. (laughs) That's true. They don't figure it out until they're married and, and going through it. So there's a lot that we cannot anticipate, but the things that we know that we can, we really try to work through that because what better feeling than to be a part of a lifelong love story. I mean, 
think about people who set other people on on a blind date and it goes well and like how good that feels. Well, that's us times like a hundred. You know, I just had my first maths baby with Greg and Deanna. Yes, you did. Yep. <laughs> and, and you know, Pastor Cal and Pepper have they've had their eighth now. So mm-hmm. I mean, this is like this is for real a part of people's lives and history and, and different than than in what we're used to and in helping people behind closed doors and in counseling. Yeah, I was telling Jay uh, Jay, and I don't know um, if this is quite true, but I've been watching since season one. And I do feel this is just my personal opinion that uh, social media started to play a little bit of an influence um, towards the maybe around like season five or six when I, I felt like social media started to play a difference. And I saw a little bit of a shift how the couples um interacted with each other but that was just something I noticed I don't know if you guys have heard that um what do you mean mean about how did social um, media I think that like watching the couples um even going through the process and finishing and then once going into real life because sometimes you guys would do follow-up shows um that how can I say this like I don't want to say like some people came on for limelight or um oh, instagram okay, like fame popularity yeah popular yeah, yeah 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 everybody yeah. wants to be oh. instagram famous yeah <laughs> for sure that's something that um our casting department weeds out a lot of mm-hmm. people but um you know we're fortunate that it doesn't happen more often that's again true. we're so lucky that there's this like whole team not just casting but you know, the three of us plus production, like everyone is trying to make love happen. Yeah. You don't need mm-hmm. to try to look for dramatic, you know, contentious couples yeah. because this is radical enough. <laughs> it, it very <laughs> is. <laughs> I've said it before. I think that if we actually tried to cast people for drama, there could be some serious, like serious issues. Like, it would be really bad, you know, because that's what happens in real life. You get people who are fighting and arguing and hateful and it can get really, really bad. We don't want that. Like, that's not what we want to be known for. That's our reputation. Yeah. And and the show has been going on for so long because of the love. We know that. Um, Definitely. And it's going to continue, hopefully, knock on wood, for a lot longer because of the love. But I think what's funny about the way that the show is kind of exploding in popularity is that it's almost, and, and because we've had so many successful couples, I think people are starting to expect it. Like, yeah. Like, oh, well, they've so. done it before. They've done yeah. it 12 times. Yeah. Why can't everybody be like that? That's true. Well, we would love for that to be the case. And you know what? Maybe at some point we will get five for five. Um, and we would always love that. But we, we don't expect it. Mm-hmm. We, we know that the minute we start expecting it is when people just fall off the rails. <laughs> that's, no, true. that's true. That's a I great I would, point. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, that's a great point. I think uh, expectation, like you said, we're, we're now so used to seeing couples happy and we want to see what happens next. And now we're expecting it, not expecting failure, but not understanding that these are two separate people that, had two separate lives yeah strangers Strangers. 
we don't expect a hundred percent marriage rates in real life with people who pick themselves. But then, you know, with people who are being documented, who met as strangers and are in this process, y'all are expecting a hundred percent. Let's hope for a hundred percent, but the expectation can really set you up for disappointment. You know, I, I, I'm always the person who's like five for five and I'm like <laughs> casting and we're all, you know, freaking out and matchmaking and all that. And, and Dr. Pepper and Callie like, you know what? Yeah. Five for five. We got to do it. And then it's always like, not going to <laughs> Because but at least you're hopeful. It. You're hopeful. Oh, we're so hopeful. We're yeah. so hopeful. Me, I thought I was being unconventional. I met my husband online and Marley teases him and I and says that, you know, we're almost sim- similar to the show. And my husband gets so mad. I'm like, I didn't know anything about you. I did not know you. I got engaged to you in a year and a half. My dad was having a heart attack. He wanted to know why you were in his house and that you were a stranger. <laughs> But but I, I believe in what the show does. You all try to match people who have shared values, and that is so significant. And even if somebody does have shared values, that still doesn't equal a hundred percent. We need them to do the work, right? Like we can we can do as as great of a job as anybody could do with matchmaking, even though it's not like it's not an exact science, right? I mean, compatibility, attraction, those are all things that. If everybody knew what that was about, nobody would be single. So that's true. Uh, <laughs> so we really do try to do our best to set them up kind of like on a silver platter, but then they have to do the work and really want it and want each other and choose each other every single day. Well, Dr. Viviana, I know we just hit our 30 minute mark and I want to be mindful of your time. If you can stay, that's great. But I just wanted to check in. I think um, I can stay for like at least another five minutes. Oh, yes. Um, so I just wanted to ask, I know you came into uh, MAF with a team already surrounded with uh, around you, but going into Unmatchables, this is a new space where you're ultimately starting an, a new show. So, how, yes. So I just want to know um, uh, how you feel shifting into the new space of Unmatchable and um Maybe not having, uh, I know you came in with your guns, but not having as much um, expectations to live up to maybe in that space because it's ultimately starting anew. Very scary. This, This was a lot more stressful going into it because I know that um, in the past there have been, there have been attempts at telling stories in a different way uh, that didn't resonate or didn't work out for multiple seasons or or did, but then eventually they were replaced with something else that was newer and better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or the stories were, were told and then that was it. They were specials, you know? So I I came into this kind of scared because I knew that it was going to take a lot of time and a lot of energy. I mean, we were filming almost every single day in between seasons, so it was nonstop. And of course, dealing with the pandemic and all of the rules and regulations that production has in place in order to make sure to try to keep everybody safe Mm -hmm. and keep production going so that we can continue through all of this to give you seasons and seasons and seasons. Um, It was it was kind of scary. And then. You know, I it, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how it was. All I've known as far as TV shows is maths. Like, mm-hmm. that's all I know. 
so going into this, it was scary because there wasn't a template, but soon I realized because there isn't a template for this and we're not on season 12 or 13 of it, I can put my stamp on it. Like I can just bring whatever new energy I have for this. And they were so accommodating. They were so welcoming, super appreciative of any input that I had, because, you know, this is dating, this is still relationships, it's still very much within my realm. Um, but I was very excited about the makeovers. And I think once you see it, even just the first episode, you're going to see why I was so excited. I mean, this is a true chance of a lifetime, not just for the participants, but for me. I mean, the, I'm getting to stretch muscles that I would love to have the opportunity to do with my clients, but never could. Okay. Uh, so this is, it. while it's scary, it's so exciting. And because this is so different than mass, this is not marriage. <laughs> this is just getting to a place where you're aware of some of the issues that are holding you back in dating so that you can prepare for possibly falling in love or going on dates and being more confident. Like this is very different. I love mass. I love this in a different way. And this, this ain't mass. Hashtag this ain't mass. This ain't mass. This ain't mass. And self-love and, and self-development and self-awareness, yeah. right? It really is. It really is. And you're going to see that with all of these. Each episode is encapsulated. So it stands on its own. You're going to see both of the participants go through their process and then finally ending with that blind date in one episode. So you don't have to follow a season. Um, and each, of course, each episode is different and exciting and new. And so it's just, I'm, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm very hopeful that it's something that's going to resonate with so many people. You'll be fine because we're already in love with math, so you'll be fine. <laughs> fine. We're praying for you on this side of things. Yes. And I just want to say you're a badass. Like I know you're a mom as well. And I heard you say all these things about filming and having the time for it. You're doing it all. And, uh, your visibility is there and you, you made that space and you created that lane for yourself. And that's awesome. So thank you so much. I, you know, you. I was just talking to Paria, our publicist, and I was just telling her who how, actually got us this interview. So we appreciate her. you. <laughs> he is, she's just amazing. She's, she's so uplifting and so hopeful Very. and she really cares about everything and everyone that she is trying to help, you know, kind of get their story out. So I was just talking to her about how, you know, this life is only possible for me to do things, to do these things and meet incredible people because of the support system that I have at home with my husband and the two kids. Like it, there's, there's nothing like having an amazing partnership at home to help propel you into new heights outside of the home. And that means so much to me. I do not take it for granted. Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm the perfect wife, believe me, that's, or even the perfect mom, of course. But, you know, I'm very conscious of what it takes and, and it helps that I'm constantly telling people what it takes. It's like, it's like reminding me to tell them. Um, but yeah, my husband, Bobby and, and the kiddos, it's, there's, they're so proud of me and I'm, and I'm truly, I feel like 
I'm proud of myself because because I am doing what I can do with this platform while I have it. You know, these things these things come and go. I mean, as the last experts know, I mean, they're gone in a second. They're just yeah. taken right away. And so those are the sorts of things that I'm going to do what I can to have a really good time and help others while I do it. Keep a smile on my face because I know how fortunate I am. And whatever comes of it comes with it, you know, kind of find me online. You can always so check out drviviana.com. My handles, social media, it's all spelled out Dr. Viviana. Um, I have some really exciting stuff happening uh, in May. Mm. So April's a big month. May's going to probably be an even bigger month. So uh, and there's all sorts of campaigns that I'm doing that I really feel passionately about. And you can check that out on social media. I'm always posting about it. Like you said, that visibility using the platform for something good and having fun while you do it. That's right. I, I agree. And if you ever want to come back on Jungle Rose, our door is open. Absolutely. We would love to talk sex with you. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. We will set newly that up, wed. I promise. Newlywed right here. <laughs> hey, we all need a little love going on and we need Listen, to talk about it. Let's yes. do it. I would love to. We appreciate you. Ever grateful. Appreciate y'all. So that concludes our episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, five stars only. But give us that good feedback. We are so honored that you rocked out with Jay Simone and Marley. Follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. But don't forget to drop that jungle juice. We want to hear all the juicy details. All all of it. All of it. Don't leave anything out. Be sure to live life intentionally. We love you guys and stay tuned. Yes, we love you. We thank you.